are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. listening into Locked On Big Ten. It's everything you need to know about the Big Ten Conference every single weekday. And we thank you for making Locked On Big Ten your first listen every weekday. On our Thursday shows, Isaiah Hull joins us, who's in to talk about everything going on this weekend in the Big Ten. He has made a habit of just kind of previewing this weekend's games with us, and we have another good slate, of course, to get to. But One of the bigger stories here, Isaiah, is that a lot of the Big Ten's top teams, as we'll talk about in a minute when we get to the games, aren't playing this weekend. Ohio State is off. Michigan is off. Penn State is off. These are teams that either have a loss already in Ohio State and Penn State. Ohio State still looked really good. Penn State coming off that loss with something to work on. Or you're a Michigan team that obviously we'll get to has plenty of question marks surrounding it still as well let's start with the wolverines there as we get into this bye week for these big contending teams in the big 10 what do you feel like michigan is going to be focusing on most going into this time off well two things i think that number one is just getting the team healthy and that's mostly healthy right but just getting getting through you know getting out of you know being banged up and all of that type of stuff so I think they'll spend some time just trying to make sure that they that you know that they rest guys that need rest that uh, that they are right for the latter half of the season, because especially because the the season goes uh, easy hard, easy hard, easy hard essentially when it comes to the the games that they have to play. But uh, outside of that, I think the the just self scouting I think is the next thing is just making sure that uh, that you are breaking tendencies that you're. Uh, they, they've spent a lot of time this year just really it, just going into the year, making sure that they weren't doing the same things that they were doing a year ago. So I think that they'll they'll spend a lot of time self-scouting, making sure that they're good to go as far as that's concerned, uh, making sure that they uh, they're still being creative. I think that was an issue early on in the season. Jim Harbaugh, uh, I had heard from a, a source that challenged the offensive coaches to be a little bit more uh to be a bit more creative, a little bit more aggressive. And we saw that from the Wisconsin game forward. So certainly I think that they'll be working on some things like that. And obviously because you have your three biggest games of the season in the latter half, every other week, I think that they're going to, they're going to try to use that to their advantage. Jim Harbaugh said on Monday at the press conference that, uh, the the uh the goal is also focusing on upcoming opponents certainly that michigan state game on october 30th is one of them uh and then you know you you don't get much of a respite before you go to penn state and then ohio state after that so uh it's uh i think that they'll they'll be working on trying to figure out which ways they can get better what's working what isn't working and different ways that they can find you know find ways to uh to improve in uh, what's normally called improvement week but i think is uh they're not calling it that it seems they're not at least vocally saying that to us which makes me think that they're uh they're in uh they're just trying to grind even harder than what they already are doing i say that's something you've mentioned a lot on both sides of the ball with michigan this season the desire to be more creative not be as predictable as what teams previously had been under harbaugh why do you feel like now this year was the time that Harbaugh decided to pull that trigger to go for it, be more aggressive like that. Is it something with just the roster that he now has and is able to do it with? Is it desperation just to try and find some success? What's going on that made this philosophy change? 
well, a lot of it's the self scout that happened in the off season. And there's a re recognition that Don Brown's defense was particularly predictable. And if you go back and watch some of those games last year, and it started in 2018 with uh, Ohio state, Ohio state knew what the deep Michigan defense was doing uh, at least from the second half forward on every, uh, every single down. And that's what really helped uh, Ohio state who already has superior athletes to be able to really make Michigan's number one rated defense at the time look just not just pedestrian but bad uh and you started to see that kind of intermittently in 2019 and you saw it all the way through last year so that I think was the start it was just the idea of hey we need to I need to look inward and see what we're doing right what we're doing wrong and I think he saw that there was a lot that they were doing wrong and figured that there was a lot of changes that could be made. So that's uh that, that I think was the biggest thing is just recognizing, Hey, we're, we're being too predictable. And then this year, this year in particular uh, coming off of the Rutgers game, the second half uh, everyone kind of knew where Michigan was going with the ball on offense. And so Michigan had to go into that Wisconsin game saying, we can't be uh, this team. That's going to just, like, even though, yeah, we have this offensive line, it's doing really good. The run game has been phenomenal. But uh, if uh, if teams load the box, we got to have something else in our quiver. And uh, Michigan's under Harbaugh is trying to find ways to to change those things up and make sure that they aren't staying complacent, that they aren't just doing the typical Michigan thing of we're Michigan, we're better than you. We're just going to do what we do. Uh, they have to have a little bit more than that because this is a different type of college football than it used to be in the Bo Schembechler era when the, you could just line up against other teams and just beat them that way. Uh, sometimes you have to have a little bit more going for you. So a lot of it's just self-scouting. That's why he changed his whole coaching staff, uh, especially on the defensive side of the ball, to to get more unpredictable, to 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 be able to keep teams off balance and I, I think that's the big key on both sides of the ball because when Harbaugh came to Ann Arbor that's what we knew about him right he kept teams off balance especially on the offensive side of the ball we haven't really seen that yet uh, we're starting to see it more and more how much reinventing of the wheel is there done during these bye weeks I feel like fans and people who talk about the sport want to go into it saying like oh michigan needs to figure out this big thing during this time off penn state needs to figure out how to not turn the ball over during this bye week is there really any of that going on or is it more of just kind of what you said making sure everyone's good to go making sure everyone has what they do down pat and are ready for this home stretch uh, i think it's more of the, the latter right you're not going to go and change the playbook or you're going to i mean if Maybe you'll introduce some new things, but it's doubtful, right? But you're going to more so just try to try to hone the things that you're good at, maybe pull, pull go a little bit deeper into things that you've already installed uh, and uh, and try to go from that that type of perspective because everything's really done in fall camp. So uh, I don't think that you're going to see any team suddenly come out with a new identity unless they're making a complete change, like Oklahoma, for instance, at quarterback. That's maybe a type of different situation. Michigan's not doing that, of course. They're, you know, they're sticking with Cade McNamara and sprinkling in JJ McCarthy. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they're trying to get JJ McCarthy a little bit more involved or Donovan Edwards a little bit more involved, just for the sake of, hey, we need you down the stretch. We've already played you a little bit, uh, but uh, I don't think it's necessarily going to be like a wholesale change. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, these teams we're talking about, obviously, it's not like what they're doing isn't working. So they're probably going to stick to their guns for the most part and get ready for what's going to be an outstanding finish to this Big Ten football season. No doubt about that. 
We'll get to, of course, all those huge, huge games down the road. Unfortunately, no big top 10 matchups this weekend on the slate in the Big Ten, but still plenty of good games for us to go over, competitive games for us to talk about too, and also one non-conference game that's going to be a slugfest in Wisconsin, a low-scoring defensive kind of slugfest we're talking about. We'll talk about all those games here with Isaiah in just a minute on Locked On Big Ten. All right, let's talk about Sweatblock. It's the number one product in the antiperse per category in Amazon and for good reason. Now, people think that the summer months are the months that you're going to do most of your sweating and might need some Sweatblock deodorant wipes, any products. But if you're here in Big Ten country, you know when things get really cold, you put on all those layers and you keep yourself warm, but underneath it all, you could be absolutely cooking up, sweating up a storm under there and you don't want to unpeel all of that to find out that you've sweat through your clothes when you get to wherever you're going and out of that cold so if you use the sweat block products whether it just be the deodorant that you can put on like anything else i use it in what they sent me all the time i'm actually out of it i'm gonna have to go get more the sweat block wipes are incredible it's like i don't know what science is behind it but how it works, you just honestly use the wipes the night before whenever you just want to make sure that you don't have to worry about sweat the next day. And not only does it work for that day, but it's up to a week this stuff is effective for. Go to sweatblock.com right now. Use our promo code Locked On for a 20% discount on your order at the website. Or you could, of course, as always, get them on Amazon or at a local CVS as well. That's Sweatblock the number one product for antiperspirant on Amazon, but of course for us too at Locked On. Back in on Locked On Big Ten, we've got everything you need to know about the conference every weekday. And on Thursdays, that means Isaiah Hole coming in to talk about the weekend coming up in Big Ten football. We've got five games, one non-conference between Army and Wisconsin, which we'll cap things off with at the end. But we'll start with what is, in my opinion, the most interesting game of the weekend. It's Michigan State traveling to Bloomington to face off against Indiana. Now, I say if this game plays out the way I think we think it should, Michigan State blows the doors off the Hoosiers, just if this goes the way that these two teams have played this season. But obviously, there's a whole lot of context behind what each of these teams has done, too. And Indiana still do, does have all of those powerful offensive weapons that you could imagine could keep up with this Spartans team. Where do you gauge the Hoosiers' chances here? I mean, I think the I, well, I do think Michigan State will win, and I, I think it will, you know, eventually not be terribly close. But when I say terribly close, I mean I think it will be a two-score win. Uh, Indiana has the the elixir that can really damage Michigan State uh, because Michigan State's uh, kryptonite so far is pass defense. It's not that great at pass defense. It, it is good at keeping guys out of the reds or the end zone rather, but. Uh, if, if Michael Penix can finally kind of get things going and start hitting uh, Ty Freifogel, uh, then that really certainly can, can put Michigan State on its heels a bit. Uh, and its defense is certainly good enough uh, to, to be able to, to potentially slow Michigan State. I don't think it will stop Michigan State, but slow it enough. So if, uh, if they come out firing uh, through the air and Michael Penix can hit some guys, I mean, that's really the, the, the way that you beat Michigan State. Uh, I don't think that it'll happen necessarily, but I think that that if that, that this is the type of team that has what it needs to be able to contend with the Spartans. So I'll be curious to see what they're able to do 
Uh, and if, uh, if Michigan state, especially if it's starting to look forward, it's got a bye week next week. Uh, if it, if it starts looking forward to Michigan a little bit, if uh, they're a little bit flat footed, could Indiana take advantage? Certainly that could, that could be something to look at. And uh, again, another road game, second one in a row for Michigan state. Um, I, I still like, I, I like Michigan state in this game. I think that they'll ultimately, they just have too many weapons. They're firing on all cylinders on offense, but we've seen the, the offense get slowed by Nebraska. Now, Indiana's defense, I don't think it's as good as Nebraska's and, but uh, nonetheless, I don't think they necessarily need it to be. If they can, if they can hit some big plays, go toe to toe with Michigan state from an offensive perspective, then certainly it could be a game. I think this game and I, I, wanted to start with this one I think it's the most important game in the Big Ten this weekend because it can be I think pivotal for both teams seasons Indiana has obviously been just kind of brutal in in what the Hoosiers have shown so far this year if they pick up a big win against Michigan State here obviously that switches things around entirely for just how everyone thinks about the Hoosiers right now if you're Michigan State I you said about the like possible letdown of this game I feel like this is for that team kind of the last step in getting to where they wanted to be. And that's at that Michigan game undefeated with it, meaning what every Spartan fan wants it to mean going into that game, the bye week I think included going in there too, could also help us a bit of a buffer to make sure that there's no sort of kind of letdown or flat footedness or things like that. But I feel like, If you're Michigan State, obviously, if you win, you keep on going up. And that's what you're expected to do right now. But if you lose, obviously, against Indiana, that's not only potentially season ending for any sort of postseason aspirations for Michigan State, but it entirely changes just what everyone thinks about this team. Because out of all those undefeated Big Ten teams, Michigan State is the biggest question mark about the teams that they've played yet still. So being able to get to those big games where you've got three of the last five in the top ten, undefeated and honestly at the start of the season this Indiana game may have been the one that they were looking forward to encircling on the calendar because the Hoosiers were the ranked team going into the season and this schedule up to here was always going to be soft but the point is this is a big spot for both of these squads if Michigan State wins it they've made it to that Michigan game unblemished with the chance to use it to get into that college football playoff picture if they lose, obviously all that's gone. Big stakes. Indiana, lower stakes, but a big win obviously helps them get back on track. I just feel like the way that this can change the trajectory of both teams makes it the most important game of this Big Ten weekend. But going on to the other ones, Nebraska and Minnesota play in Minnesota this weekend. And I looked at this matchup and I saw two teams that I honestly, I was like, all right, these are two of the teams they are going to be like in the middle of the pack. They're playing each other basically to decide who's going to end up on top of who in the middle of those big 10 standings. But I feel like I've talked about it before. Nebraska, I think might just be kind of good. Isaiah, ever since they lost to Illinois, there isn't really any sort of bad uh, spot on that resume. No, it's it, Nebraska's issue is that it makes the fatal mistake at the wrong time. Right. It, it yeah. That's I predicted it in the Michigan game. I, I, I turned to someone on the sidelines and said, you know, that they're due for that big, crucial game changing mistake. And sure enough, you know, Adrian Martinez, you know, has the ball stripped and gives the ball right back to Michigan uh, at the worst possible time and the worst place on the field. Uh, Nebraska has done enough to win pretty much every game it's been in. 
and yet it just finds ways to lose. I think the big question is, is what Minnesota team is this going to be? Because it seems like an every other week, Minnesota looks really good. And then every other week, Minnesota looks really bad. Uh, it's uh, they've obviously got a really good defense, uh, but uh, the offense is just kind of sputtering. You want to see a lot more from Tanner Morgan. He has not looked like a guy that was number two in the big 10, according to pro football focus in 2019 and was thought of as a potential first round pick. I mean, he, he's a guy who's a, you know, he's a senior. You expect him to be able to put the team on his back and, and move the ball. And that's not been the case. He's just been a low level game manager. If that uh, Trace and Potts has been excellent for them, uh, but I, they haven't really seen a defense this good in a little while. Uh, Minnesota hasn't. So going up against Nebraska, who does have a very good defense, uh, we, we've seen we've seen the, them them play quite well throughout the year, uh, and uh, they can keep things close and they can score in bunches on the offensive side. So uh, I, I like Nebraska in this game, uh, but you know, again, coming off of yet another emotional uh, game in which they certainly felt in front of their home crowd that they were going to walk away with a win. Uh, it didn't turn out that way. At what point does Nebraska give up? It hasn't yet. So you, you feel like this is a winnable game. This is a game where you can kind of get things back on track if you're Scott Frost. So we'll see what happens. It's a, it's kind of a toss up in that light because Nebraska, it's, if it wasn't for the mistakes that they make, Nebraska certainly would be at, at worst six and one, they certainly could be seven and oh, but it's, it's, all on Nebraska to just clean up all of these issues that they have on a week by week basis. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's Nebraska is one of the most fun teams to watch in this conference, but it's again, like you said, that's kind of part of the reason why is because they make those mistakes that end up costing him. And on the Minnesota side, yeah. Mo Ibrahim was kind of the uh, thing that kept that offense stable. Gopher fans will tell you even like in 2020, Tanner Morgan was kind of this quarterback when he was Mo Ibrahim was the reason that that offense was able to stay afloat really all the way back through 2019 too. When Tanner Morgan was playing really well, that guy was someone who, when he struggled it anyway, kept that offense going. Trey Potts has been really good, but he, he just has not been the big 10 running back of the year that Mo Ibrahim uh, had been or caliber of which Mo Ibrahim had been before him. There's only one team in that big 10 West division, Iowa, that has more than one big 10 win. We know at least one, other one is going to get one in that game between the Cornhuskers and the Gophers. Other Big Ten games are Rutgers and Northwestern and Purdue at Iowa. Isaiah, where do you want to start next? Let's start Rutgers Northwestern because I mean that's that's a race to the bottom of the uh, the Big Ten right now. And I I think Rutgers is much better than what we've seen. It's not their fault the scheduling. You know they're three and zero. They're flying high, and then they play Michigan, Ohio State, and Michigan State all in a row. That's not exactly a fair slate, right? You're not going to get through that unscathed, no matter probably no matter who you are. I mean, if you're Alabama, you're going to struggle even in that with that three game stretch. Uh, but uh, that's uh, the the thing that Rutgers has been doing that it hadn't been doing in the first three games is making mistakes. They're 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 turning the ball over. That's not something that's going to win you games. They were the most efficient team in the country when it came to that. They were opportunistic on defense. Northwestern, on the other hand, I mean, this is a change to change the narrative. I don't know that they can. Uh, Northwestern has just been absolutely awful and has not looked good really at any point in time this season. So uh, I, I think this is a chance for Rutgers in particular to just kind of get back onto the back into the winning graces and uh, to, to redefine what you're doing, you know, because it's that unfortunately for them, they play in the hardest 
division in all of college football right now. And if you want to be bowl eligible, and I, I certainly think that they have that in their arsenal, they certainly can get there. Uh, you, you have to win a game like this because it's winnable. It's against a team that's been struggling. Uh, it's against a team that uh, just has not looked good really at any point in time this season. Uh, so it, limit the mistakes, clean that up, go in, play the type of game that you show that you can play in the first three games of the year and get win number four, get, get that much closer to bowl eligibility. Today's show is brought to you in part by Rock Auto. The winter months are coming, and here in Big Ten country, you got to be prepared for your travels. So if your car is either in need of a repair or you just want to get an upgrade or really just make sure that you can have peace of mind when you hit the roads, whatever you may need, you can find at rockauto.com. This is a family-owned business that helps you cut out the middleman of having to go to the part shop or the dealership to try and find your part. RockAuto.com has what you need. They have it at the price you're going to like, and they have it at the convenience you're going to love. Getting whatever you want straight to your door. So if all that sounds like something you might want to try out, head on over to RockAuto.com right now. And if you end up using the product, using the service, right locked on into their little how did you hear about us section box when you order, let them know that we sent you. It really helps us out. Again, that's amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the car parts you, your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. BetOnline.ag is back and better than ever for football season. BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. But with a new updated site and interface and even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be your number one source for everything football. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to see, receive your 100% welcome bonus. Again, Use our promo code LOCKED ON for a 100% welcome bonus on your first deposit over at Bet Online. Go take a look at their new look and all the new things they have to offer for your betting needs. It's betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. I mean, that Northwestern team, it's at some point after the season or near the end of the season, at some point, there's going to have to be a conversation we'll have with somebody about just what happened with that squad i mean it lost a lot we knew that but i mean i mean for it to go from down so low to big 10 championship game competing with ohio state in the big 10 championship game to back down like this again i mean there's a pandemic in the middle of it but it's still kind of something that i feel like needs a little bit more of a closer look at other games purdue iowa Iowa's, of course iowa uh, and purdue is on the road looking to pick up a big win on national tv mm. but it's a game that it's predictably I don't know how much we can get into like the competitive nature of it without starting to get a little not serious well I I think that I think it could be competitive because we've seen Purdue be competitive even against I know Notre Dame ended up not necessarily being the the powerhouse that Betty thought it could be this year uh considering its loss and then played close to uh playing close to Virginia Tech and ends up pulling out that win but uh, I mean, Purdue went on the road and was able to keep that close. I think the 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 big thing for for me, if I'm Purdue, you've got a high flying offense going up against uh, one of the top defenses in the country. Uh, Aiden O'Connell just can't turn the ball over. That's what been one of his uh, one of his Achilles' heels. 
uh, I don't remember the exact numbers, but last I looked, it was four touchdowns to five interceptions. You can't do that, right? You've got to you've got to be able to take care of the football, especially if you're playing a team like Iowa. We've seen how much Iowa will be opportunistic uh, against a really good offense. We saw it against Maryland. Uh, you don't want to give them a short field. You don't want to do all that kind of stuff. So I think there's certainly a chance that they can do something, uh, I, but that defense is too good. The fact that Iowa is so one-dimensional that it is just, it really is all about its defense. If you can find a way to get Iowa on its heels, I don't know that Iowa could come back. So I think that if that's the big thing that you need to do if you're Purdue is start fast, find ways to punish that defense and flip the script of from what Iowa's played all year long, because it hasn't shown that it can score in bunches unless you're turning the ball over. So uh, that's the that's the big key if I'm uh, if I'm Purdue. That's something I touched on yesterday in the show. Really more about just everybody, but it, it makes good sense to talk about here with Iowa about just there's more than one team here that's competing that really is seemingly, if not all about its defense, certainly using its defense primarily to become a national presence. But when it comes to the end of the season, the, the teams that are actually going to be fighting for a championship, where do you feel like I was at as far as like what it can do against an Alabama, a Georgia? Those are teams where I feel like you're going to have to put up 20, 25 points at a bare, bare minimum, even if you have the best defense in the country. I don't know if Spencer Petrus has that in him. I, I, I am very skeptical because we've seen really good defensive teams go up against really good offensive teams and get shredded. Uh, usually good offense is going to be good defense. That's just what it is, right? If, if you have a high flying offense that is tested against good defense, your scheme is built to be able to punish and you have playmakers all across the field. Think Alabama last year, uh, maybe not Alabama this year, but uh, generally if, if you have a great defense going up against a high flying, incredible offense, you're going to get got. And you have to be more than one dimensional like Iowa is. So I'm, I don't think that Iowa is going to be able to contend. Like I, I look at, I mean, even if it's the big 10 championship, Iowa against Ohio state, I think that there, there would be no chance in that, in that case. Yeah. They could probably slow Ohio state a bit, but you're going to get got at some point. And if you can't go toe to toe with them, then you're, you, you're putting yourself at a disadvantage. It's going to work in the big 10 for the most part. But I, I really don't know, like even like, let's say they get past Ohio State, you get to the college football playoff. If you're facing Alabama uh, or even Georgia, who isn't necessarily, you know, they're they're winning on defense, too, but they have those offensive players. They have five stars across the board. That makes me think that, OK, you, you've got you're going to have a little bit of an issue. So if you're Iowa, you need to figure out what you can do offensively. I know now that you don't have Amir Smith-Marset. Uh, as you're uh, as a guy that you can just throw the ball up to uh, that that's not going to work so you got to find other options because you're not going to be able to live and die by your defense every single week if you want to contend for all of it yeah I was I mean it's why I said yesterday that Big Ten fans probably won't like it Michigan fans won't like it but I still think if we're talking about Big Ten winning a national championship best chance is that is sending the Buckeyes out to that college football playoff at least as things stand right now from what i've seen but again that's conversations from way way down the road still we've got all of the big 10's most important games still to get through before we get to any of that isaiah one more to get to wisconsin hosts army we do the betting stuff with matt sheehan tomorrow but the over under is a solid 39 in this matchup 
with Ohio, with Wisconsin still two, two touchdown favorites too. I don't know how you get to those uh, both point margins. That's what like a twenty four. I don't even. I, I'm gonna twenty four ten. You can get to it. Yeah, but anywho, it's gonna be what it always is when two teams like this face off. What do you want to see out of a game that'll be on Big Ten Network? It'll be surely a Big Ten style of play uh, as Wisconsin really is just looking to rack up another win. Well, no, in a normal circumstance, I would be leery about uh, having to change gears and play a triple option service academy. But if you're Wisconsin, that's just really, really sound at stopping the run. I, I don't think that there's anything to worry about, I, even against a four and one army team. I think that uh, the Badgers can should be able to try, try to figure out what it's doing offensively. And I, I would imagine they're going to they're going to be able to hold army pretty well right i think they'll they'll probably give up the most yards they've given up on the ground to to some degree because the misdirection is going to get you here and there but ultimately i mean it isn't just the the front uh, as far as the defensive linemen that are so good at the run fits it's it's everybody the the linebackers the the secondary that they are so quick at getting to the run fits if if army is going to stand a chance it's going to need to throw the football which it doesn't do a heck of a lot so uh, I, if I'm Wisconsin, just play your style of football and you should be able to escape with a, probably a 24 to 10 type win. Like you said, uh, I, I'm curious to see just how that defense does against, uh, you know, it's, it's given up like 46 yards a game. Uh, I'm curious uh, as far as on the ground, I'm curious to see what it does against a team. That's going to say, Hey, we're just going to keep running the ball and you know, good luck. Uh, I, I think this plays right into their strength. So I don't think you have to change much to play the triple option. I'm, I'm then again, you never know. It, it gets it gets some teams it almost got oklahoma a couple of years ago they almost got michigan a couple of years uh the next year so it's uh it you never know when you're playing against a triple option team but i i really still like wisconsin in this one yeah yeah i mean we don't have to honestly even talk that much about the game it's just one that's fun you did a good job riffing on it and you're right the triple option is always fun to see but honestly it's just one of those fun games in the big 10 like what like big 10 ben's gonna be all over this game throughout mm-hmm. the day on Saturday, tweeting and sending out stuff. You know it. So it, it's just one of those you know you have to mention when we're going throughout the games. Isaiah, thanks for talking to us here on a Thursday, as you always do, going over the games coming up in the weekend. Your Wolverines are on a bye this week. Does that mean hopefully you'll get a, a little bit of a break maybe this weekend? Yeah, I know you work hard. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> just right, gonna, good, good. Just you deserve it. <laughs> get back and watch. Good, good. Isaiah Hole will be back on Thursday and back at it as the Wolverines get ready for, of course, a big matchup that pretty much all of them are big from now on for everyone who's still in it in the Big Ten. We'll talk to Isaiah about all of it next week. And of course, anything huge that happens over the course of the week that we need to pick his brain on. Until then, we'll have Isaiah back next Thursday. We're back tomorrow to wrap up the week right here on Locked On Big Ten.